my board up, Miles is, uh, he's so clever. Let, let it ride, Miles, he's so clever. <laughs> We're having a conversation in a moment about robo-taxi companies and Miles plays cruising by William Smokey Robinson. Very cute, Miles, very cute. Uh, two conversations in this hour on the B side of this hour. We'll talk politics with political commentator, lawyer, TV host, and former National Press Secretary for Bernie Sanders, Brianna Joy Gray. Brianna joins us on the back side of this hour. We commenced this hour, as I said, talking about robo-taxi companies uh, who are trying to expand despite hitting some rough patches with driverless vehicles. Nicole Moore is president of Rideshare Drivers United and joins us live in studio right now to talk about how the coalition is advocating for better compensation and working conditions for rideshare drivers and for all the rideshare drivers who are listening to us right now wherever you are driving in this country thank you for tuning in to Tavish smiley and thank you nicole moore for coming in to see us how are you today very good glad to be here it's good to have you in studio um let me let me just start um by asking you to give me i do this sometimes with certain guests so the president every year gives us a state of the union address right here's the state of our union as i say all the time they always lie and tell us the state of our union is strong it ain't <laughs> i love our country a lot's wrong a lot to be fixed but they always tell the tell the same line the same lie the state of our union is strong so what is the state of robo taxi what is the state of ride share in america right now years ago this innovative idea came online so what g give me your brief state of uh ride share in america right now well nothing innovative about giving people a ride yeah what uh, what the companies uh uber and and the rest of them came in did is um they decided to call it ride share mm -hmm. um and decided that um this was going to be uh, a great way to uh pay people um it, it make really low cost rides and pay people a lot of money but What's happened over the years is it's it's gone just the opposite, and mm -hmm. what we're seeing is, um, uh, you know, the companies often take in a majority of the fare. Um, we're seeing um, passengers uh, paying a lot of money for rides mm -hmm. that maybe cost half what it was before, and drivers we're making less than uh, minimum wage after you take out our driving expenses and everything else, and uh, it's it's um, in in. You know, in a lot of states here in California, for instance, they've changed the laws so that we actually are getting like second class uh, labor rights um, that Prop 22 was supposed to, uh, you know, give us some protections. What it did is it uh, it codified that we're uh, fake independent contractors. Mm -hmm. We're not setting our wages. AI is setting our wages. Right. Mm -hmm. The same way they're setting it for uh, the passengers. Passengers are making are you know the 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 algorithm goes in and and judges what's your highest pay point as a passenger mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. it can look at you know how you've uh, done stuff in the past and and it'll hit you with the highest price that they think you'll pay the same thing has happened to us only the other way around they're looking for our lowest pay point mm. so what we're seeing is just um, you know our pay is going lower and lower and this is this is a piece of AI. Right. And it's a piece of the, the, the data that we've created for these companies has become the basis of how they're now doing robo taxis. Uh, and it's important. I mean, 
When I was a kid, I used to watch the Jetsons, mm -hmm. right? I, I watched it two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a big kid, and I still love watching the Jetsons on Boomerang. I, I watched it two nights ago. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine, yeah. because I think, like, we, I was taken with this idea that robots were going to make our lives mm -hmm. easier, that we were going to, like, be able to kick back, maybe read some more books, maybe get into some things that weren't going to make us money because somebody else was going to be washing the car, you know, doing part of our jobs, whatever, right? We're seeing, actually, the absolute opposite because there isn't really good regulation around AI for every job that's taken somebody's without a job and somebody who's sitting in the C-suite is making a ton of money without paying anybody we, and so we're actually finding ourselves um, you know just in rideshare even without robo taxis mm -hmm. we're making less and less having to work more and more hours most of the people um, the majority of people you get in the car with now who are driving they're making they're 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 full-time drivers the majority of uh, uh, of drivers that that you see are the um, you know their primary money is coming from that and because of that you know our you know, prices are going up, yeah. but our pay is going down. So we're putting in 70, 80 hours. So as we approach this AI thing, um, it's the opposite of the Jetsons. Yeah. When we come forward, I want to talk about AI because everybody uh, in this summer of strikes that we just went through, in this season of strikes that continues, UAW, big victory the other day, of course, all three automakers. But everybody has some AI concerns. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. That's at, that's at the epicenter of every one of these labor strikes. Yes. Writers Guild, Screen Actors Guild, AI is at the center of every one of these strikes. Um, in case uh, you hadn't paid attention to that, there's a linear line there I want to interrogate mm -hmm. when we come forward. And I want to talk about why. It is the exact opposite from the way it was envisioned. You've said it three times. It's the exact opposite from the way it was supposed to be. Why is that? Nicole Moore uh, is president of uh, Rideshare Drivers United. More with her when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. For all the freedom-loving folk, this is Tavis Smiley. I feel like freedom. Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now. It does indeed with Nicole Moore, president of the uh, Rideshare Drivers uh, United. Um, I was talking to Nicole during the break um, about a few things I now kind of want to reprise on air. I try not to do that because sometimes the best parts are during the breaks and shouldn't be that way for the audience. But there are a few things I want to come back to now that we were talking about a moment ago. Um, let me start with this, this this season of strikes that we that we are in right now. Um, I recognize that rideshare workers in this country right now are not a union as such. Um, there is Rideshare Drivers United, of which you are the president, but you're not a union as such. Um, but if Rideshare Drivers United, Rideshare workers across the country, were to uniformly go on strike right now, just work with mm -hmm. me here, just work with yeah. me. If you were to uniformly go on strike right now, like all these other unions have gone on strike, what would you be striking over? What, what, what would the demands on that list look like? Well, right now, um, the main thing that's going on for us is that we are – fake independent contractors. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's not a there's not a driver in in the country that doesn't want to have, you know, be able to set our own schedules and and all that. Um and that's something that the tech allows us to do. When you, when you, when you say fake independent contractors, explain that. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. So, uh fake. <laughs> mm -hmm. Meaning 
I mean, I've actually done contracting work before. I set my 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 you know what they were going to have to pay me. Mm-hmm. I made sure that um, when gas prices went up, I got more money. Mm-hmm. I made sure that you know uh, that that the expenses that I had out of pocket for working with that client um, that that I got paid on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we don't have that, right? And, um, and in fact, a lot of us uh, we find ourselves basically fired by robots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, AI, uh, f- you know, just will deactivate us. And sometimes the, co- the company doesn't even know exactly why because it's all based on an algorithm, you know, firing us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you get fired from a regular job, uh, you have a little bit of a safety net to fall back on unemployment insurance. Yeah, we some, don't even some, have that. There's some recourse, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have that. Yeah. And we don't have hearings about mm-hmm. why, we're, why we're fired, anything like that. So, so when I say what would we strive for, we need full rights, mm-hmm. right? Full rights like every other worker. Why, we don't have a human breathing down our neck, but we have an algorithm on that phone that you know, doesn't tell us we have to start mm-hmm. um, at 6 p.m., but I'm telling you, you pick up your phone, try to work at three in the morning, you're not making any money, mm-hmm. right? So we are actually, you know, very controlled in terms of when we can work. And when they're paying us as low as they are now, uh, most of the full-time drivers I know are putting in, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week just to make the same amount of money they were making three years ago with half that time, mm-hmm. right? So that is control. What, what, what would you say, I, I don't know if you have the data on this, but what would you say um, the percentage is of folk who are rideshare drivers who do it as a full-time job. And I ask that because I think for many of us, when we get in these cars, I was in one yesterday, when we get in these cars uh, and we think we're supporting that so-called gig economy, um, oftentimes we find ourselves in conversations with the drivers and they're doing it to make extra money. Mm -hmm. So it's not their primary job. They're doing it to make extra money. But I hear you saying now that there are a lot of folk for whom this is really their full-time job. Yeah, the the industry couldn't work without full time drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you you know you turn on your app, you ask for a, a driver at two in the morning, you're not going to get one, mm-hmm. right? We count on um, as consumers those those full time drivers. Uh, full time drivers uh, drive the majority of the miles. Mm-hmm. Period. Right in every market. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of full t- uh, part time drivers, but it's it's not the dependable kind of service that that uh, Lyft and Uber count on mm-hmm. for their customers. So um, you have to have full time, and you got to have some part time too. Um, you know, let's face it, fr- Friday night, you know, mm-hmm. you got to pull in a lot of extra people, and sure. that's where the full uh, the part timers like me w- we come out on Friday night. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I mentioned this earlier, and I want to come back to this because you have you've you've pressed this issue um, more than once in this dialogue and that is ai mm-hmm. uh, i i mentioned again moments ago that every strike <laughs> that we've seen of late has some connection to ai uh, ai is at the center of this strike in some way shape or form mm-hmm. Absolutely for the writers, absolutely for the Screen Actors Guild, um, UAW even, all these different, they, they, people being afraid of being replaced by machines, et cetera, et cetera. So AI is at the epicenter of all of these strikes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, I'm, I'm, I'm noodling it even as I ask this question, I'm not sure how I should read that. Because in many ways, AI is something people celebrate and what it can do. Um, and oftentimes we lose sight of all the harm that these technological so-called advances bring us. So how should I read that that all of these unions, all these institutions, organizations, individuals uh, who are striking um, are, are on the picket line uh, in some way because of AI? 
Because nobody's putting guardrails on it, mm-hmm. right? Um, if we don't put guardrails on it, you know, wh- where we go is that a few people in the C-suite are making a ton of money off of these new robots going around, and the rest of us are having to work twice as much because we don't. There's there's just not the pay or the jobs that we need, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, you know, it, it's about guardrails. Um, you know, Lyft and Uber, um, their plan was to come in um, without regulation, without labor. And to change the laws to make it so that, you know, drivers could make, I mean, right now we've estimated that we're making around six fifty an hour after expenses and the fact that we don't have unemployment insurance or health insurance and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, who, who can make it on six fifty an hour in, in L.A.? Like mm-hmm. or in Chicago mm-hmm. or you know New Orleans, you mm-hmm. can't make it on that. Um, so uh, we have to have guardrails in it. Well, these companies came in without those guardrails, and now you're seeing the ef- effect of it. Same thing's going to happen with AI. I mean, they're feeling it everywhere in every industry. Um, I think one of the things you know, I really think of the work that that we do is it's transport work. It's old work. Everybody's been driving somebody around since the day the wheel was invented. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's old work. But what's happening is they're putting, um, they're taking away the regulation. If you look at what happened here in, in California, you know, they you know they've got these 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 AI taxis now and you know how many videos are you seeing up on social media where they're all stuck in one place um, I mean crews shut down because they actually lied about a customer or a passenger being dragged 20 feet under a, uh, a cruise vehicle before the vehicle even stopped mm-hmm. right I mean so so where's the safety guardrails on this but you know we're looking at I mean transportation jobs in the past have been solid middle-class jobs and and, and because people organized mm-hmm. um, in those sectors, you know, I mean, you know, driving an 18-wheeler when I was coming up, that was a good job taking those big freight trucks mm-hmm. and you were a teamster. You know, you, you, you know, you had it. They deregulated that stuff, right? So those jobs have actually gone down in pays, uh, pay, but the teamsters are, are fighting back on that. Now they're talking about putting... AI drivers, mm-hmm. robot drivers in those 18-wheelers. Mm-hmm. Look look at what's going to happen if we don't put guardrails on that. You mentioned the Jetsons earlier in this conversation. And uh, since we're talking now about robo-taxis yes. uh, and perhaps driverless 18-wheelers, that, that's a little scary. Um, but how concerned are you that as we move into the future, that AI will, in fact, mean that one day the taxis will be driverless? Um, the, uh, the the freight trucks will be driverless. How concerned are you about that, speaking of a Jetsons future? I'm very concerned about it mm-hmm. if we continue to let tech roll over everything we fought for, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's really where, where I'm at is, is if we don't uh, – like, let's, I mean, I, there's a lot to imagine here. we got to get safety right, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it would be great if – what it meant that there was an 18-wheeler driven by safe AI, mm-hmm. that there was somebody whose job it took was actually making an okay living. Mm-hmm. How are we going to make that happen, right? Um, you know, I heard somebody was saying, well, what if we did a lifetime tax for AI? And any job that was messed up by an AI robot, basically that worker gets paid 
from a tax off this AI, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And when that person either gets a different kind of job or retires or whatever, it's still a lifetime tax, and that money goes back into the community. That's going to be a lot of people into the future if they keep advancing AI and pushing it mm-hmm. the way they are. Well, and that's why they're talking about universal income and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's not making the kind of traction that it needs. Like our jobs are being hurt right now by AI, and and that's why people are on strike. Mm-hmm. We're demanding guardrails. Um, you know, it, like drivers aren't on strike yet, but we need full labor rights. Yeah. We need to make sure that when we get in the car, that we're actually making money, not losing money. Right. We need to make sure that there's there's um that 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 the companies are actually responsible for creating policies that keep us safe, that mm-hmm. keep passengers safe, and that's not happening right now. Give me, give me, just give me a quick example. I'm watching my time here. Give me a quick example of how one could be a driver and lose money. Okay, we call them charity rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, it's a ten mile ride, and you're going to get five bucks for it. Okay. Uh, take costs more than that to operate your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to accept every every ride. But then the company gets mad at us when our acceptance mm-hmm. rate is low and you don't mm-hmm. get all the same perks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you cancel a ride because you figure out it's too too little money, then you really get dinged. Um, and that's what I'm saying about being a fake independent contractor. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a boss. It's not breathing down our neck, but it's looking at us on our phones. So we sit in California right now, and um, you are the president of Rideshare Drivers United. There are drivers all across this country uh, yes. who you're fighting for. Uh, but we sit in California, and I've often said that what happens in California politics either casts a long shadow or a long sunbeam across mm-hmm. the nation. Everybody watches California. They're watching us right now on reparations, as you know. Yes. What's California going to do in reparations? So what's California done with regard to Rideshare Drivers uh, and that the country should be aware of, should watch, should emulate, or be scared of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's, there's a lot there, but you'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the get go, drivers have been uh, classified as fake independent contractors by the companies. We knew that wasn't right. We knew that if we were making um, even minimum wage plus our expenses, we would be doing better a lot of the time. So uh, we we fought for um, getting full labor rights here in California. We went on strike in California, basically. And we went was on that, strike. Was that 2019? It was 2019, yeah, yeah, May yeah. 8th. And mm-hmm. that actually became a global strike. It was a couple days before the uh, the IPO for mm-hmm. Uber. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, their, their IPO tanked. Mm-hmm. We feel like we finally got out there. This is what's really this is about, right? So so that's what happened in 2019. We fought for that. But what happened is the, uh, <laughs> the empire struck back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what they did is they put through through uh, a proposition called Prop 22 that basically created second-class labor rights um, and and claimed it was going to help drivers have rights. It was going to help people make money. Um, you know, and there were some drivers that be- believed it. Um, they spent $200 million, more than $200 million, to try to get voters to vote for it. Um, 40% of voters who voted for it thought they were increasing drivers' rights and, and pay. And we've seen our pay plummet since then. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, um, so that's that's something we got to look out for. I, I think it's really important that we think about not having second class labor rights for people that are deployed by app because any of our jobs could be deployed by app. Mm-hmm. Nope. And that's what happened 85 years ago when they wrote the Fair Labor Standards Act, National Labor Relations Act is basically 
They left huge sectors of workers out of that, domestic workers and farm workers. And when I look at it, that's that's racial code, right? Those were the, um, back in the 30s, that was majority black workers mm-hmm. in those areas, sure. and they cut them out of labor rights. Mm-hmm. Farm workers, domestic workers are still clawing their way up to basic minimum wage. We can't allow that to happen to a sector that's deployed by app. I've got about 90 seconds left. Let me ask you then, as the exit question, as you see it, as Rideshare Drivers United see it, mm-hmm. what is the best way, the best path forward first for rideshare drivers, and then what do we do about robo-taxes? Best path forward for rideshare drivers is we need a labor rights and we need regulation around our pay. We just had a huge victory in New York, in New York State today mm-hmm. where um, drivers across the state are going to be making um, wages that, that, that are better than uh, minimum wage plus your expenses. So mm-hmm. we're very, very happy about um, our brothers, sisters, New York Taxi Workers Alliance in, in New York City that helped make that happen. Um, in terms of robo-taxis, we got to put guard, guardrails right on right away, and we got to figure out what it means um, to support the workers who lose their jobs because of this. And let's think about the Jetsons. Let's try to get back to that where it's actually going to help us and it's not going to push us down as workers, families, communities to have AI. In uh, uh, 20 seconds, are you uh, on the on the rideshare drivers issue? Um, are you hopeful? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, drivers are hugely um, committed, talented people, and they're ready to come together to do what it takes uh, to make sure that um, you know we hold the line on labor rights for all people in this country. Nicole Moore is president of Rideshare Drivers United. Nicole, thank you for your work, uh, and uh, thank you for coming in to see us today. I immensely enjoyed this conversation. It was great to meet you. Great to meet you. Thank you for your time.